sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. And on this Wednesday, we welcome you to our studio here and to the broadcast. Looking forward to a good time together today. We're looking at a series of messages that I've done about who we are and what we do. We're talking about Christians, what Christians are and what they do. We'll rehearse that just a little bit and then have a new section of that study today. So we'll get to it in just a moment. Let me again remind you that we're here every day, five days a week at this station at this time. I also want to remind you that you can check out our ministry at swordofthelord.com. That's our website, and you'll find all kinds of interesting things there. And remember, the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference is coming just one month from now, November 12 and 13, Friday night and Saturday. And I hope that many of you guys are going to sign up and be here. You'll be thrilled at what happens and the blessing that comes from that conference. We hope that you'll plan to be with us. Now, let's get right to our study today. We have been for a number of days looking at this general topic of who we are and what we do. As Christians, sometimes we, in order to identify ourselves properly, need to figure out what the Lord had in mind as he saved us and what he wants us to be. So the Bible tells us that we are made kings, we are made priests, we are ambassadors, we are his witnesses, we are an holy nation, a peculiar people, we are servants, we are stewards, Yesterday, we looked at the subject of light, and the day before, the matter of salt. All of those things are descriptive terms telling us something about who a Christian is supposed to be and what he or she is supposed to do. Now, today, my text is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and as I read that passage, you'll discover our subject for today. Verse number 1, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I'm guessing you found the term. The term, the word, is soldier. And it's found in verse 3, and it's found again in verse 4. Verse 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There are three illustrations here in this passage. One is of an athlete in verse 5, and it simply tells us that an athlete strives, does everything that he can so that he can be crowned a winner. The second illustration there in verse number six is that of a farmer, and it tells us something about how that he labors and he eats off of the labors of his fields, and that is also a good illustration about who Christians are. But this particular one in verse three identifies us as a soldier of the Lord Jesus. Now, some folks have a hard time with this because they have an idea that everything relating to a Christian is soft and gentle and mild, and nobody ever gets in a stir about anything if they are a Christian. But I think really, if that is a part of your thinking, you really need to do a reality check. And I'm going to suggest to you some things here from the Bible that will help you to get what I'm going to call a real-world perspective. 
understanding the real world scenario, finding out what the reality of life is really like. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16, Jesus said to his first group of disciples, he said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. And uh, the very next verse, verse 17, he says, Beware of men. Now he's reminding them and instructing them about who they are and what it is they're facing. When he identifies them as sheep, well, you know, sheep are a pretty gentle-natured animal, but at the same time, whenever you find them in danger, when you find them in a position where they need to strike, they will fight back. And he says, we are sheep out there amidst wolves. There is danger in the world where we live. And that is clearly illustrated very early on in the Gospels in Matthew 14. The great preacher, the great prophet, John the Baptist, was murdered by a wicked king. And so we need to understand the real world where we live has issues. It has some very, very definitely dangerous things with which we must deal. Even Jesus found this to be true in John chapter 7 and verse 43. The Bible says there was a division among the people because of him. That simply means that Jesus did not get along with everybody. Everybody did not get along with him. There was division. There was difficulty. There was danger. And ultimately, of course, it led to the cross. We read in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11, the apostle Paul says about his own life, his own testimony, persecutions and afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Now, he very quickly says, out of them all the Lord delivered me. But I want you to understand, the apostle Paul had trouble. He had people very strongly opposing him, not because he was a criminal, not because he was doing something wrong, not because he had a bad attitude, but because he was a faithful Christian. The world has its adversaries. The world has this opposition that it will often bring to Christians. And we also, according to what the Bible tells us here, may expect some of that ourselves. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, the verse says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Folks, this is the real world reality. This is where we live. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, the apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. What's he telling us? Here he is near the end of his life. And he says, I have had to fight, but it's been a good fight that I fought. And I've been diligent about that. He is just telling us something about this business of being a soldier for the Lord Jesus. Now, folks, you can't ignore the reality of the world where we live and do well. Soldiering is a needed and a very noble profession. Every time that I see a member of our armed forces, I look at them with respect. I sometimes salute them. I speak to them warmly. I let them know that I appreciate the fact that they are doing battle sometimes on my behalf. Now, here's some things we need to know about soldiering. Soldiers enlist. They sign up for the duty. Then they put on the uniform. They identify themselves. I love seeing the Marines. I love seeing the men in the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, and all of that. I love seeing them in their uniforms, and they do. They wear them. They don the uniform because they are in the military. And, of course, first thing after they get enlisted, they go to boot camp. They train. They prepare to do what needs to be done. And then after getting out of boot camp, they get orders. 
And it's right here that some Christians stumble because a lot of Christians still living in carnality, still hanging on to some of the trappings of the old life. It's like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Well, you better listen because the Lord does have orders to give, and He's going to order us on some things, and rightly so. Listen, we're bought with a price. We're His children. He's our Heavenly Father. We have every reason in the world to pay attention to what He has to say. Not only is it good for us, it is best for us and we should listen when he gives orders. And once a soldier gets his orders, he ships out. That is, he is given a definite assignment, and he knows where he's going and what he's going to be doing while he's there. Now, a soldier oftentimes is looked upon as a peacekeeper. His very presence means that the enemy will behave itself. And so the soldier doesn't fight every hour of every day. Sometimes he's there just to prevent fighting. But in the same time, he is a soldier, and he is ready, if he has to, to take the fight to the enemy. And when the day comes that the enemy decides to do damage, then we have to do what the enemy demands that we do. We have to stand up to the enemy. The soldier will fight when necessary. I've often said I'm a very peaceful man. I despise violence, but at the same time, if you decide to do me damage or my family or somebody else, even even a stranger, if you are trying to do something to hurt somebody, I would stand up to you. I would do what I had to do to try to keep you from doing damage to some innocent person. The soldier will do that, will fight when necessary. The soldier always takes his orders seriously, takes his assignment as something that he absolutely must do. So he digs in, he stays at it, and he never contents himself with anything less than victory. And if he gets hurt, well, he'll wear the scars very proudly. Sometimes Christians, it's like, well, I did something for the Lord and I got hurt and I haven't done anything since. Well, dear friend, just get over it. Get back up. Dig in. Do the business of God. Let no thing keep you from being who you ought to be in the Lord's service. And if you have scars, if you have battle victories that you have won along the way, you never forget what you've been through. You never forget what you have done. Listen, Christians are in the Lord's army, and we serve in a soldiering responsibility, and we never forget who we are and what we do. A Christian soldier needs to be aware of Satan's devices. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 reminds us of that. And then we know that we can expect the world to hate us. In John chapter 15, Jesus lays it out very clearly in verses 18 and following when he says, they hated me, they're going to hate you. So if you and I do what we ought to do in following the Savior, if we love Him and serve Him and just do the things that He's ordered us to do, some of the hostility of the world is going to be vented against us. Just get ready for it. Be prepared for it. Don't let it throw you when it comes. Just because somebody opposes you or criticizes you doesn't mean that as a Christian you ought to shut up and go away. No, Jesus said they hated me. And if you do what you should in following me, they're going to hate you as well. So, yes, Christians are willing to fight when they need to. We put up opposition. We stand up 
Two, we fight against atheism and humanism. I mean, we oppose abortion. We oppose illegal drugs. We fight pornography. We're opposed to Marxism and socialism. We oppose false prophets and false teachers, false doctrine. I mean, all of those things. Christians, like soldiers, stand up in opposition to those kinds of things. And it's not because we're violent. No siree. We are not violent people, but neither are we going to just roll over, play dead, and just say, well, it doesn't matter. You think what you want to think. Do what you want to do. No, Christians can stand up, be very bold, say what they believe, say what they ought to say, do the bidding that the Lord gives them. And as we do that, we then are being faithful in the assignment that the Lord's given to us. And when he says in this passage that we are to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, nobody imagines that a soldier in the U.S. Army, a soldier in the Air Force, or the Navy, or the Marines, or the Coast Guard, nobody imagines that their life every day is going to be a playground. It's not a playground. It often is a battleground. And that battleground is the reality of the real world, and it's something all of us need to understand. And Christians need to, with all of the diligence of their Christian faith and with all of the blessed things that we know how to do, we need to go about the business of serving the Lord and doing the Lord's business. And just remember, we are to take whatever hard things come toward us. We are to endure the hardness. And the verse that follows that says that no man, no man that warreth, meaning a soldier, entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That is, he doesn't get bogged down. He doesn't forget who he is. He doesn't let difficulties stop him from doing what he's supposed to do. Folks, I hope you'll underline this third verse in your Bible. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We battle with truth. We battle with words. We battle with our influence. And Christians do that because that is who we are. And that is what we do. I hope this will be a help to you today. And I hope that you're going to join me right here again tomorrow because we've got some more things that we want to give you around this theme of who we are and what we do. I hope you'll get in touch as well. I love to hear from you wherever that you are. Let me know the station that you're listening to. Let me know where you live. I'm delighted to hear from you anytime. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or the email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Do get in touch today. I will look forward to hearing from you. And until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day, and goodbye for now.